Hey, this is Victor Martinez, owner and founder of Martinez Income Tax and Accounting. And if you want to learn the six and seven figure science to success, significantly increase your revenue and learn how to successfully build professional relationships, you should be listening to the Sell Without Selling podcast with my good friend, Stacey O'Byrne. If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven-figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. Today, I'm speaking with a really good friend of mine, Victor Martinez. Victor is the owner and founder of Martinez Income Tax and Accounting, which he established in 1998. He's one of the largest tax preparation firms in the Northeast San Fernando Valley with over 2,000 individual tax and accounting clients and over 300 business entities. Victor's company was recognized by the City of San Fernando City Council for community involvement with various nonprofits and local business support. He was also voted best of in 2018 in the city of San Fernando. He's also been recognized as 2019's business of the year by the United Chambers in the San Fernando Valley. I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. I am so excited for you to hear this man's brilliance today. And really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you wanted or needed, or if you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business and your success, or you just want more and you understand the importance of having a coach, to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you, your business, your income, and your success to the next level. If this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will lead to a personal phone call with me to see if we're a great fit for each other. Okay, let's do this. Victor, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Stacey. So I would love for our listeners to know what I know about you. So I'm really curious, what, what got you in the path that, that you took? What got you into accounting? What got you into tax preparation? Uh, funny you should ask. My first degree is actually in psychology. I was going to be a marriage and family therapist. And um, I started working, you know, odd jobs here and there. And it all revolved around bookkeeping, accounting, that sort of stuff. And um, light bulb went on. And that's, that's what got me in, in that direction. I went back to school, got my accounting degree from the University of Laverne as well. And uh, it's just been one of those things that that I really love doing. I, I love more the tax aspect of it than the bookkeeping, but just dealing with numbers is just it's just amazing for me. 
Nice. So I guess you can really leverage your psychology knowledge and background to help. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it, it's like they come to a, 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 a therapy session because sometimes we have couples that are sitting there crying and just giving me their entire history. And I'm like, okay, we're here to do taxes. Let's get back on <laughs> So, so how long have you been in accounting? I started in 1993 working for someone else. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it, it was fun, it, you know, seeing the, the, the excited clients when they, were got, when, they, when they got their tax returns completed or prepared. Uh, and, you know, there was refunds coming. Everybody was excited. But for some reason, you know, after the fourth year, going into my fifth year, I, my boss was just like, you know, it, she was on my last nerve. I hated her coming, walking through the door. And I said, that's enough. I got to go. Wow. So what made you decide to, to start your own firm? Because that's a pretty mm -hmm. big decision to go from employee to uh, solopreneur. I, before I started my own practice, I actually went to go work at a mental health facility uh, that, I had, that I had been working as a second job. Um, I really enjoyed working with people, helping other people. Um, and this was an ad, uh, a facility that housed adolescents, 13 to 18 year olds. And uh, believe it or not, I had clients or former clients from the previous office find me there. And they were saying, hey, I need you to do my taxes. I need you to do my bookkeeping. I need you to run my payroll. And again, the light bulb went on and I started to, to take on clients. I was working from home. Uh, Mind you, at this time, it was a two-bedroom, uh, was a duplex, and I was using my living room as my office. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. So um, let's talk about your journey of, of growing and evolving into a practitioner of numbers, right? So you went from a, being a practitioner of the, the, the human mind to a practitioner of numbers to a, a business owner because you have employees now, right? Correct. Yes. You know, uh, for me, it all started when I was a, a little boy, five, six years old. I was selling oranges door to door. That was a family business, you know, and, and it really taught me that, hey, working for yourself is really the best thing you can do for yourself because uh, you can pretty much decide when you work, when you don't work, how fast you work, how slow you work, uh, all of that uh, comes into play. But, you know, it was just one of those things where, where my parents, I guess you can say, just through, through the, the daily routines taught me that, hey, always work for yourself because if you work for somebody else, you're, you're going to have a ceiling, no matter how great of an employee you are, you're always going to have a ceiling. And mm -hmm. I'm the type of person that always wants more. So working for myself was the only way I'm going to be able to reach more and more and more. Wow. So what were your obstacles when you first started out? Confidence. That was one of my biggest obstacles, confidence. Um, it was one of those, uh, I guess, uh, feelings that you had inside that maybe you just weren't good enough. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, background to that, uh, but all it pretty much was one of those things where, where you just felt inadequate or just uh, the confidence 
level just wasn't there. And, um, you know, fortunately, I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm completely over that, but I'm doing much better. Good, good. So, so how did you navigate starting your business in the beginning with, com with, with confidence being an obstacle? Because, you know, everything we do when we're starting out, everything we do in business requires decisions. And if we're struggling with, with confidence, and then that's gonna, that's gonna ripple over into struggling with making decisions and struggling with making investments and struggling with networking or asking for money or, or, uh, or onboarding a client. So, so, so talk to us about that process because that must've been muddy waters for you. It was, and, and for me, it was more that I did a good job with certain clients or with the clients that I did have and they referred more business to me and little by little started gaining that confidence um, uh, even to the point where it became uh, my ex-wife would say I was a bit cocky uh, and it was because I was just getting a lot of business a lot of clients you know at that time compared to what we have now it's it's uh, very small but mm -hmm. at that time for me that was great you know we were having uh, success at that point and I felt good about it. And I guess I was equivocating uh, money with success and money with confidence. Um, and, you know, I, like I said, it just, it just grew. And um, little by little, I started to, to learn how to allow my employees to get more involved. And at that time, I still have one of my employees with me. Uh, her name is Yolanda. And, uh, you know, she's the one that, that, um, that has been pretty much since the beginning. One year after I went on, on my own, she joined me and uh, she's, she's, she's been a trooper, you know, has put up with my ups and downs and my bad attitude sometimes. But you know, <laughs> that was really it, is just letting go of the reins little by little. You know, that's, that's how I was able to, to, to get more confident and have more confidence in my employees as well. Nice. So that leads me to, to one of my favorite questions to ask when, when confidence comes up. You know, for me, confidence and arrogance kind of has this fine line, you know, when, when we show up as an expert, in order for us to be that expert, we do have to possess a level of confidence. Correct. However, how does someone balance confidence to ensure that they avoid showing up arrogant? A lot of it would have to do with being able to uh, show the value that you can bring to them. Mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, uh, have confidence in the information that you're providing to them, showing them how it is that you're going to be able to help them out. You know, um, most importantly is, is um, I, I don't like to use the terms, I'm the best, I'm the best. It's like, hey, let, let me show you uh, yeah. that I can do a great job for you. And that will in itself uh, show you that I am the best for you. You know, I may not be the best for everyone, uh, but I will be the best for you, especially if in that interview uh, we click, we seem to, to be on the same page as far as what you want to do with your business, uh, then I'm going to do the best job possible. If, if, if I see that there's going to be some, some uh, uh, I guess, issues, then I will probably not take them on as a client. You know, there's certain things that certain business owners want to do 
and I just don't want to be part of it. Nice. Nice. I, I love that answer. So, yeah, I believe that we all attract our own perspective client and that there is an abundance of business out in the world and there is a right client for a right solution and a right solution for a right client. And the way that you ensure that you show up representing you is to avoid dissing the competition because the competition is out there for specific people. And, you know, they may not be you and they still may offer a, a well-rounded solution for somebody, right? Correct, exactly. And let's face it, competition's healthy, right? It allows, yes, it us, it allows us to show up the very best of ourselves and ask ourselves for, for even more, you know, it, it allows us to show up the best version of ourselves and tap into our state of excellence. So I love the competition. And, you know, I know I'm really good at what it is I do, just like I know you know you're really good at what it is you do. And I invite the competition because they allow me to be even better. I also know that we're incapable of seeing anything in anyone that doesn't exist within us. So when we start dissing, the competition reality is all we're talking about is something about ourselves, our business, how we show up that we don't like about ourselves. So, and we allow ourselves to see it in the other person also known as the competition so that we can learn from it, right? Yes. And since you're, since you studied the science I studied, you know, that was Carl Jung's foundational uh, perspective was perceptions projection. I know that as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, typically what happens is success typically evolves with its own definition for someone over time. In the beginning, it starts out with one definition. And then as they grow and evolve and their businesses grow and evolve, then it takes on a new definition. And then they get to a point in their career where success means something totally different than, than what they started with. So I'm, I'm curious as to if the definition of success evolved for you and if so, how? Well, you know, initially for me, success was directly correlated with, with, uh, with money. And, it, and that's what I was focused on was how much money can I make? How much money can I make? And over the years, it really has evolved in how can I help, you know, the, the community? How can I help uh, these business owners? Because I want them to be successful uh, and in a selfish way, because if they're successful, they're in business, I'm in business. And, uh, you know, so it's more about helping other people now because the money comes automatically. It comes uh, on its own. You know, it, it's one of those things where I used to stress out if my bank account fell below a certain number. And now it's like, yeah, whatever. It's, it's, it'll replenish on its own. In mm -hmm. other words, the work that we're doing, it's going to allow for that money to come in. So money is no longer what I look at as far as, oh, that's how I am successful because I know it keeps coming. You know, I'm doing the work every day. Uh, my employees are doing the work every day. That means that the money's going to come. So now it's more of a, hey, how can I help somebody else? And, and I have had individuals, you know, thank me because they said, hey, you know what? That one time you told me a specific quote, you know, that's what made me become an entrepreneur. 
Uh, one of the most recent ones is an individual who just bought a, a, uh, an insurance agency. And he worked for me sporadically, uh, you know, a few hours here and there. And I told him, I said, hey, look, you're never going to make money working for me. But we can both make money working together. I said, so if you, if you want to do the tax business, let's get you started. If you want to do the insurance business, let's get you started. And then at least that way we're able to refer business back and forth and we're both mm -hmm. making money. Mm -hmm. And I met up with him at a mixer and he said, you know what? When you told me that, it, it just rang in my head over and over and over. And they finally bought a, uh, an insurance agency and um, haven't looked at the books, but according to him, he's doing well. And uh, so that, you know, those are the type of things that I really uh, enjoy and, and makes me happy, makes me proud. And that's what I want to keep doing. Because again, if other people are in business, that means the economy is doing well. That means I'm going to be doing well as well. Yeah, I love that. So Victor, what, what's something that, that truly inspires you? What, what really lights your fire and drives you? Wow. You know, that's, that's a, a good one. Um, what inspires me, um, you know, my kids, uh, my kids are, are really my focus right now. I want to help them, uh, grow and I want to help them develop. Um, they both seem to have a, a desire to be part of the business. Uh, my daughter has been working with me, I think four years now, my son started last year and he talks about wanting to, to, to make it grow, make our business grow because obviously um, he sees money. And I did, you know, explain to him, Hey, you know, I do make X amount of dollars. You see it. Uh, I want you to be not at that level, but I want you to be much higher than me. My, my ceiling should be your floor, you know, things like that. And, you know, he's had more, more of an opportunity to listen to me, uh, obviously, you know, going through, uh, your, uh, NLP, uh, um, workshops has really changed uh, my mindset, uh, my vocabulary. So I have really dropped in a few uh, stories as well as uh, information that I've taken in. And that's what I really want him to, to, to absorb. But ultimately, it, it's a matter of how much do they want it. You mm -hmm. know, I, I can't put it for them, but I can show them, hey, this is what I did. And this is where the mistakes I made. So yeah. learn from these so that way you can get to that level a lot faster than I did. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty of modeling, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, so you brought up those three letters, NLP, neuro-linguistics programming. Mm -hmm. So I, I'd love for you to share uh, any part of your journey as to what NLP did for your life, for your business, for your sales, for your bank account, anything you want to share with our listeners about what neurolinguistics programming and, and working with um, our successology, which is the science of success. Okay. Well, for me, the, the most importantly is my intent. Uh, my intent as far as with my clients, uh, with my family, uh, I think that's what would uh, really, I guess, put it in perspective for me. Mm -hmm. it, it really allowed me to, to set a strategy. Uh, in other words, uh, not just come into the office and see what happens, but hey, what are we getting done today? What are we getting done this week? What are we getting done this month? Uh, obviously, there's deadlines, 
uh, we don't want to keep doing the same thing over and over, waiting till the last minute. Um, you know, so that helped me uh, live live more intentionally, uh, having more intent in my life. Uh, one of the biggest things that happened was uh, the income uh, that I generated, uh, specifically because. Before, I would have long conversations with some clients. A 30-minute appointment would last an hour, hour and a half. And that was because we didn't stay on track. <clears throat> Nothing wrong with having a conversation with a client. But if your client is there uh, to prepare their taxes or to set up a corporation um, and you lose focus on, of that, then you're, you're wasting time. You're losing money. Mm -hmm. And when I started to, to implement where I would keep the client focused on what they were there for, rather than talking about the barbecue they had the past weekend, it, it, my income just started coming in even more so because <clears throat> I was sticking to those 30, 30 minute uh, appointments because I had somebody else coming in next. So it allowed for me to get the work done in less time because we weren't wasting time um, with you know, conversations that really had nothing to do with what they were there for. So sometimes you would find yourself hour into the conversation, didn't accomplish anything. So I did nothing for the client. So that didn't serve a purpose in my business. So when I stuck to, to their business, it was a lot easier for me to number one, get things done, make some money. And at the same time, have a little bit of time left over to yes, have a little bit of a conversation. So it wasn't always uh, so strict, you know, and, and you still see comments in my Instagram there was one recently where we were, it was a collaboration with another uh, tax office with this individual who just skyrocketed their sales. They went from 200,000 to over a million in one year. They had no idea what to do, how to take care of it, any of that. So we had this, this uh, we had a meeting, we put together a strategy for them. Uh, you know, obviously a lot of tax planning because this coming year seemed to be uh, going at at least 1.5 rather than, than you know, at 1.1. And um, she saw one of my uh, Instagram posts and I was smiling and she says, oh my God, he smiles. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's because when I'm in, in, a, in a business setting, I wanna make sure that I take care of the client. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm there for. Mm -hmm. You know, um, if you wanna meet afterwards, uh, you know, for lunch, then we can, you know, uh, have a, a few jokes, smile and what have you. But when I'm there, to take care of your business, that's my primary focus. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing is NLP, it, it really assisted with your focus, your productivity, Correct. your communication, uh, your income. Um, if memory serves me properly, your, your business doubled or tripled something? It like went up by, by 50%. And at, at that point, that was $200,000 uh, that it went up in, in about a year and three months. Nice. So I, I was, I, and like I told you before, I have the finances to show it. You yeah. know, I was sub, I was sub four and I went over six. So I, I was excited. And wow. uh, since then it's, it's grown and we're very close to the seven figures. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank um, you. One of my favorite things to say proudly is we make millionaires and I love to watch people do that journey. You know, NLP really helps people get out of their way so that they can get on their way and have their way. And people don't realize it's that, it's that minute little 
program that just needs a little bit of adjusting and it shifts the way we show up. And when that little shift happens, for some people there's big shifts and for others there's little shifts and regardless, the shift puts them on the right path and it's beautiful to watch that journey. It really yes. is. And then, and then to watch people accomplish their goals and increase their goals and, and continue to achieve them. So I know you're, you're a tax preparer. I know you're an accountant. What, um, what are some of the mistakes that you see business owners, entrepreneurs, independent contractors, self-employed people make on a continual basis? The biggest one, record keeping. No bookkeeping done whatsoever. Uh, yet at the end of the, not the end of the year, but when they file their taxes, they are surprised that they have to pay any type of tax. Mm -hmm. Like you're self-employed, you have to pay something. Mm -hmm. you, you pay personal expenses, which means that there was a profit. And if you have no children, if you have no deductions, you're going to pay self-employment tax. That's a, that Social Security and Medicare portion of your income. That means you can pay zero income tax, federal and state tax, but Social Security and Medicare, you're going to have to pay one way or another because there's a profit. Mm -hmm. If you're paying your, your groceries, if you're paying your, your rent or your mortgage, there's a profit. But that's the biggest reason that, that they, they get surprised by it because there's no record keeping whatsoever. So what, what advice or what's your professional opinion on uh, people who DIY? their books and their their taxes because i i have my opinion on it i'm curious of what yours is you know even if you you do it yourself still have somebody else come in review the books make sure things are being done correctly uh because so many times uh just yesterday i had a client walk in uh, according to his balance sheet his bank account was negative ninety nine thousand dollars uh, <laughs> like that's that's impossible you're no, no way in, in jail right <laughs> You know, so th that was one of them. There was uh, uh, another item where his payroll liability was $300,000. And I said, there's no on earth your payroll liabilities is that much when your payroll is only $400,000. So wow. something is not being done right. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I commend you for, for taking the, the initiative doing something, but at least have the, the uh, courage to say, hey, I need some help uh, because I want my business to succeed. Right. So, so my opinion on the DIY is, you know, if, if you found out you needed brain surgery, would you do it yourself? You know, <laughs> and, and I think the no brainer answer is absolutely not. And people, people may not equate doing your books or filing your taxes as as brain surgery. However, if you've never dealt with the IRS, I would prefer to have brain surgery than deal with the IRS because Correct. they're not fun. You know, they're they're the big bully on the block, right? And, and when it comes right down to it, you, you, you being the listener, are an expert in what it is you're an expert in. You have a product, you have a service, you have a solution, and you're the resident expert. You are, that's your wheelhouse. And you make X amount of money focusing on that deliverable. Mm -hmm. 
So why, why would you ever take the time to spend doing something that you're not trained in, that you're not an expert in, and seriously would take you probably three to five times longer to do than hiring someone that does do it for a living, is an expert at it, can make sure that things get classified, categorized, expensed out properly, keep you towing the the line and stay on the right side of it. And reality is they'll probably do it in easily 100 to 200% quicker than you ever could with the effectiveness and the efficientness, right? Yes, definitely. That, that takes me back to, to uh, the honey-do list, right? Um, yeah. I'd rather give that list to a handyman or a contractor because you know what? I used to have a handyman that would do a lot of the work, even at my home or at rentals. Um, and he would charge me anywhere between 200 bucks, $250 a day. Mm-hmm. Well, I can sit at my desk and make twice as much in one hour, if not more. Yeah. So why would I not want somebody else that, that would probably get it done faster than I would? And I'm still making more money. Mm-hmm. You know, so. yeah. yeah, I mean, I found way early on, I mean, when I was going through bankruptcy and when I was going through that lawsuit, I mm-hmm. found way, way early on that, you know, for me to sit down with a QuickBooks file, And for me to really focus on doing my own QuickBooks, and I mean, we're talking 15 years ago, give or take, for me to sit down and do my own QuickBooks file, what would take me five or six hours took a bookkeeper an hour. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at that time, if I made $500 an hour, I was wasting $2,500 to save what someone else billed me $100 to do. It was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. So I really invite you guys to do what you do best and then hire the best to do the rest. Because reality is you can build a business or you can create a job. And if you're creating a job and doing things that aren't within your expertise to do, if you attempted to do that, as an employee someplace else, you'd probably get fired due to incompetency, right? Exactly. Yes. So, Victor, uh, I have a two-part question for you. How has staying in your comfort zone impacted you? And how has getting out of your comfort zone impacted you? Staying in my comfort zone uh, put me in a box. I, I it more like a, let's say a, even a jail cell because you really limited yourself as far as what you could do or, or excuse me, what I could do. Um, I limited myself as far as what type of clients I could reach out for. Uh, I, I had to take what was coming my way as opposed to selecting uh, my clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, once I, I got out of my comfort zone, uh, at first, there was some some nervous, uh, uh, I guess, uh, feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the the confidence factor came back, and but I pretty much um, would talk to myself, uh, you know, give myself my uh, my courage and go after those clients that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm very proud to say that the majority of the bigger restaurants here in the in the in the local area are my clients. I'm really proud to, to say, hey, I can tell somebody walk down the street and ask them, 
uh, who Victor Martinez is, and they're going to know who it is because they're going to say, oh, that's my accountant. That's my uh, tax guy, you know, whatever they want to refer me as. But you make an impact once you get out of your comfort zone. You really make an impact on your community, um, on your obviously on your business and on your family. You know, it's 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 um, it's extremely eye opening. Uh, once you start saying, hey, you know, I can do this. You, you really start to see like, wow, I really can do this. You know, how much more can I do? So you really put more excitement into your life about um, uh, what else can you accomplish. And um, it's a matter of me being a, a competitive person. Uh, I want to give myself more levels to reach, more goals to reach. Uh, you know, so that's, that's pretty much getting out of your comfort that you really um, start to, to have a, a bigger reach. Mm -hmm. So how, in, in my opinion, uh, comfort zones create a very small, as you put it, box. You know, you, you have a very false floor because mm -hmm. trust me when I tell you the rug can be pulled out very quickly if you allow yourself to stay comfortable in your comfortable zone. And, you know, that gray zone is a very, very dangerous place because it wastes valuable resources. And it also puts over a very false ceiling over people's heads. And, and reality is the more comfortable you get being uncomfortable, the more you're capable of responding when things happen so that you can pivot, right? Like the pandemic, how many people pivoted and how many people stayed where they were waiting to get to the other side of it. And now, you know, we are getting to a, another side of it. However, this new strain becomes unpredictable as to what's going to happen next. This, this entire scenario reminds me a lot of the double dip recession in 2008 and 2009. You know, people thought we were coming out of it in 2008, and then we dipped really hard again in 2009. So this is a very similar situation. And if you've allowed yourself to stay comfortable in a comfort zone, you're going to end up reacting instead of responding. And that's a very dangerous thing for business owners. Correct. You know, and, and it takes me to one of, one, one of my clients who I've been really wanting them to, to grow their business. They're in the cleaning business. And when, when everything was shut down, she says, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm. Um, and I looked at her and said, you're kidding, right? This is a perfect opportunity for you to get more business. Yeah. You're in the cleaning business. Get out there and clean those offices. Uh, do whatever you need to do in order to, to get certified to, to, you know, to clean uh, you know, for this COVID thing. And she went on unemployment. Mm. Yes. But we had, you know, we had a number of clients who, who actually made a lot more money during the pandemic because they responded, you know, they didn't sit there and cry or whine about getting shut down. They responded, they, they changed how they did business. And it was, it was amazing. You know, those, those, those people just did amazing. And, and I'm glad I was part of it, you know, because I did try to give them as many suggestions as possible. Um, like I said, some people just didn't and, and others, others did. Yeah. So I, um, I know so many stories where, where people 
shut down and went on unemployment. And then I, I know so many stories where people really pivoted. And I think one of my favorite is, is a massage therapist who realized uh, it's illegal right now for me to touch people, for me to massage, I'll lose my license. She instantaneously responded and she asked herself, what am I good at? And her answer was helping people feel better about themselves, helping people feel better. So she quickly dove into a coaching certification course. I know this because she took our coaching certification course and uh, within a month started really focusing on empowerment coaching and helping people empower themselves so that they can move forward. And she replaced her income throughout the entire pandemic and it's not as physically taxing on her. So right. nice. So I'm um, I'm curious, why do you think most fail? Most fail because they, they really don't have a strategy. Uh, they're they're hoping things work out. Uh, and that's one of the things that, that, that I hear all the time. We're hoping that things go well. It's like, no, regardless of who's president, who, whatever's going on in the country, you have to have a plan. You have to know exactly where you're going to be at in a month from now, three months from now, six months from now, you have to have a plan, a strategy. And if the plan that you have after one month isn't working, find out why, what's the problem and make the changes to that so that you can continue. But yeah, there, there's too many people that just hope, you know, hope that things work out. Yeah. Um, Hope's not a strategy. That's not at all. Sure. Yeah. So, so for me, I, I, I think this is a multi-tiered response. I think first and foremost, success is 90% mindset, 10% skill set. So I think that uh, your mindset's got to be tight. It's got to be right. It's got to be focused on what it is you want, as opposed to what it is you don't want. You know, if you're lacking the money mindset program, if you're lacking the confidence program, if you're lacking the self-worth program, if you're lacking fill in the blank, any program that serves you to walk uh, a very effortless path of success, then it gets to get tightened up. It gets to get reprogrammed so that you can put yourself in the right path. Because reality is, no matter what goes on, no matter what happens, if you have the mindset, you can sustain anything, right? And yes. then having that tight mindset then allows you to truly strategize your path to success in order to implement it. And with that strategy and with that mindset, they hold hands together to then travel you through the course of success and you know being a, a, a success strategist that's one of my favorite things to do with people is is get them out of their head get them into the right path create that path because reality is if you're if you're going on vacation and don't know where you want to go anywhere you end up is the right place no matter how much you don't want to be there definitely so Victor, how has, how has failure been instrumental in your journey to success? Well, failure, if you, 
let it consume you. It, it'll definitely um, uh, keep you at the bottom, uh, keep you in a place where you feel worthless. Mm. However, if you if you learn from it, if you see what that failure is teaching you, um, you pick up the pieces uh, and you put together uh, a new plan, a new strategy. Um, you know, you help that that failure. Um, I guess, uh, put your mindset in a more, uh, I guess, uh, how can I do it uh, rather than can I do it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but for me, failure, I've, I've had a number of failures. And the most important thing is just learning from all of those, uh, learning that, that, hey, that doesn't have to define me. It doesn't yeah. have to be me. Uh, those failures have, have pushed me to, uh, to be a better person. And I'm still every day struggling to be a better person. Um, so not just a better person, but a, a better father, a better business owner, better, better entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and a better member of my community. You know? So, you know, those, those failure is, is, is a big part of your success. It is. It is. And it's only part of your success if you allow yourself to learn what worked, what didn't work, what can I do better, and then implement those learnings. If you choose to not implement those learnings, then failure is indicative to a very painful journey, right? If if you do allow yourself to, to embrace those learnings, then all you're doing is getting feedback on what didn't work so that you can pivot a little bit and shift things to change the outcome, right? Correct. So Victor, I know you love to network. So how has networking helped you and your business? Networking has has done a tremendous, uh, I guess, uh, a good for my business. It, it's uh, what I do is I go out and, and meet people I don't tell them, hey, you know, you should use my services. It's just introduction. You're planting seeds. Uh, you, you get to, to, to hear about what these other people are doing. Uh, we find out what brought them there. Um, you know, and, and the funny thing is that I, I, I try to remember where everybody comes from. You mm-hmm. know, um, even when somebody says, hey, who's that? And, okay, that person is a, a friend of this person who's, brother and sister do their taxes with me and whose mother uh, started doing their taxes with me X amount of years ago. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, networking, it, it's, it's very powerful. Uh, it, it's, it's, uh, I like to compare it uh, to the gym, you know, and, and it's been shared quite a bit through, through my networking groups that when you sign up for the gym, you didn't automatically lose weight or get in shape. Uh, one of the things you needed to do when you signed up for the gym is you needed to show up. Mm-hmm. When you show up, you also have to use the tools that are there. That's the weights, the elliptical machines, uh, not standing next to the elliptical machine and <laughs> having a conversation with somebody else, right? Um, and then once you get a great workout, you follow up with a great diet, you know. Uh, so again, it's, it's showing up, it's participating and follow up. And mm-hmm. that's what networking is about as well. You have to show up. You know, you can't show up to one networking meeting, get no referrals and say it doesn't work. That's right. like saying, I went to the gym yesterday. I didn't lose 20 pounds, so it doesn't work. You know, so <laughs> hey, you, you got to show up. You have to show up. You have to participate. 
Um, you know, I belong to Team Referral Network as a member and as a director. And you, there are tools that Team Referral Network has for you. If you want to be successful, you have to use those tools. Um, and then you have to follow up. If you get a referral, make sure you follow up. You know, there's so many times when, when people receive a referral and do nothing with it. Yeah. It's like, well, what's the point of, of, of going to these networking events? So again, show up, participate, and follow up. And you'll see the tremendous growth in your business. You know, that, that, that metaphor is beautiful because it's applicable in every area. You know, showing up, participating and following up in your business, in your success, in your financial stability, in your financial freedom, in your life, in your health, in your relationships, showing up, participating, and following up and following through is the formula to achieve your dreams, period, right? Yes. So I'm curious, Victor, you know, working with so many business people, share with our listeners how you think uh, coaching is applicable to someone's journey towards success. Well, coaching, uh, I think, would, it plays a, a big role in your success because you have uh, someone that will provide you tools uh, from an outsider's perspective uh, that you normally wouldn't see for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think you said it before, if you're in the picture, if you're in the frame, you can't see the, the picture or something like that. But yeah. I, I get the idea. <laughs> it's like, you know, I know that there's certain things that I don't see because I believe I'm doing things right. But if I have a coach, they're going to tell me, hey, maybe this might work better, this approach or, or this method or, or whatever. But definitely having somebody on your shoulder saying um, this is a better way based on, on information that I have mm -hmm. uh, will make make a difference in your business and in your life period yeah so the reason why i call myself a success strategist is because i'm good at business and i'm good at mindset i'm an expert in both so i can double dip the two to take someone through their their path and their journey to success i also believe people need to surround themselves with an accountant, an EA, a tax preparer, a, a CPA, what, whatever that professional is, in my opinion, that's their numbers coach, right? They, yes. they need someone to, to truly help them create a path so that you keep more of your money and do with it what's right for you to do with it to create your future dreams. You know, we, we need a life coach, a health coach, a wellness coach, a, a, a personal trainer, whatever you call that person, right? You need your spiritual coach or advisor or, or your minister or pastor or priest, whatever you call them, right? We look at every area of our life because that's where the harmony is. And we surround ourselves with the experts that are going to guide us to achieve what it is we want to achieve. If you attempt to do any journey blindfolded, as you said, if you're in the if you're in the picture, you can't see yourself, right? If you're part of the problem, you'll never be part of your solution. So if you aren't in a position where you have a coach 
in the areas of your life that are major areas of your life, it's important for you to figure out how to make it happen because that's where your acceleration is going to be, period, right? Yes. You try to do your own taxes, be prepared for that letter. <laughs> so, because I heard rumor, the IRS is really hiring. <laughs> yes, yeah. they are. So, Victor, welcome to the signature question of the show. And that is, what does selling without selling mean to you? Selling without selling uh, for me has, has really focused more on uh, providing information to my clients or to potential clients, uh, showing them that they made the right choice by speaking to me. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, um, gosh, it's one of those things where we're, where with confidence and with all great intentions for the client. Uh, you provide uh, the service, the information, letting them know that that it's it's uh, it's a win-win situation. Uh, we're not there to, um, I guess, just take the money and run. Mm -hmm. It's it's one of those situations where hey, I want you long term. Yep. You know, I want I want to be able to help you uh, because as long as you're in business, I'm going to be in business. Uh, as long as I'm providing the the the, uh, the services, uh, helping you become more successful, uh, showing you what my numbers uh, are as far as uh, when we sit down and, and go over your financial statements, uh, and knowing that you understand exactly what you have in black and white, you know um, that that for me is selling without selling. It's 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 them seeing the value that I bring to them. Hmm. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So Victor, welcome to the random round. I believe that success leaves clues. And I like to ask our expert guests uh, a question or two so that our listeners can say, oh, I really like that, extract that, and then insert yourself. So my first question for you is, what is your favorite book and why? My favorite book is... Uh... Think and Grow Rich. Uh, I, I think I read it at the right time for me. There was a lot of changes going on in my life. Uh, I think it was right before taking uh, your uh, NLP uh, workshop. And even after taking your NLP workshop, there were some things that just did not set in for me until maybe a couple of weeks after. And then I tied it in with Think and Grow Rich. And it really opened up my eyes, even though I had been part of team for quite some time, it's like, hey, we need each other. You know, mm -hmm. we really need each other to help each other um, grow. Mm -hmm. And um, like I said, I was going through some time, some, some difficult times. And it talked about uh, how men, specifically men in their 40s, all of a sudden, they just start having these amazing times. And guess what? I started having some amazing times and uh, I'm now 50 years old and I'm doing better than, than ever. Nice. You know, but yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite books. I, I, I read it and listen to it uh, quite often, you know, going, going to your initial workshop, your success, train your brain for success workshop. Mm -hmm. uh, and you mentioned about, you know, audio books and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I'd rather listen to that than music. 
because it, it just feeds my brain because for me, every day is a constant struggle. So I want to stay focused. Nice. Yeah, that's our Successology Bootcamp. And, and uh, our Successology Bootcamp allows people to train their brain for success so that they uh, become aware of what it is they didn't know that they didn't know. Uh, one more question for you, because I love that answer so much. Uh, what is your favorite word and why? My favorite word? Yes, sir. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I would have to say um, is thank you. You know, uh, that's that's my favorite word. Mm -hmm. um, not just people saying it to me, but me saying it to somebody else, you know, mm -hmm. because whether they they did something to help me or their intent was to hurt me, mm -hmm. I thank thank you because at least I'm able to, to learn from it, you know, whether I trusted you with something and uh, you betrayed me, hey, thank you, at least you, you, you showed me your true colors, mm -hmm. or if I help somebody else uh, that really um, uh, needed my help, you know, and they thank me, whether it was that day or months later, or even years later, uh, there was somebody that I hadn't seen in about 10 years and he said, thank you, because I shared a little bit of my background with him, uh, you know, the, the selling oranges when I was five years old. And the, the funny part was that I would say we moved on to bigger and better things, which was watermelons. <laughs> and then, you know, our family was one of the first families to have food trucks here in the San Fernando Valley. Mm -hmm. And that guy ended up uh, setting up a food truck. And then eventually he, he ended up getting restaurants. Now he has five restaurants, but wow. he said, Hey, you know what? It's just the fact that you said that your parents did this, this, and that, and how you were a kid and you, you wanted to do that. Um, it just inspired him to, to say, you know what? I don't want to work for anybody else. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it, it, 10 years later, he ended up moving up to uh, Ventura County. And um, so that's why I hadn't seen him. And yeah, it's, it's been those moments you know, that, that thank you is, it's, it's yeah. my favorite. I love that. Victor, it's been incredible having you on the show. I appreciate you uh, spending time with us today and, and sharing your journey. Before we head out, what's the best way our listeners can get a hold of you? Uh, well, I have an Instagram page. It's at Martinez Income Tax. Um, or you can uh, Google the hashtag, do my taxes, Victor. So again, that's a uh, hashtag do my taxes, Victor. Uh, you'll see all sorts of social media. I, I try to be as active as possible on, on, on social media. Mm -hmm. um, and other than that, you can always uh, email me, Victor at MartinezIncomeTax.com. Fantastic. Thank you. As usual, this has been incredible getting to share time with you. Your success is important to me. And it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you. I would love for you to do a few things right now. I'd love for you to hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. That's hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Second, I'd love it if you'd head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. That's head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. We have an immense amount of interaction on both platforms. We also share different information on both platforms. So we look forward to seeing you there.
Last and definitely not least, I love to chat with you, give feedback on the episodes, and find out any topics that you're interested in to help make this podcast more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success you've always dreamed of, desired, and deserved. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15-minute call on the schedule. I look forward to getting to know you. Always remember this. Choice is a powerful thing, and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so that you can get on your way so you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication, or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.